Hi, and welcome to the Automotive Tech Info Podcast, the program where technicians talk to technicians, offering diagnostic tips in 10 minutes or less. This podcast is brought to you by Automotive Tech Info to help you learn while you listen. I'm your host, Tony Mala, and we'll be presenting information for and by automotive technicians in a unique learning opportunity to grow your knowledge, insight, and understanding of the automotive technology you see in the shop every day, one nugget at a time. Hi, I'm talking today with Dave Fischuto, the former owner and master technician of Dave's Import Service in Medford, Oregon. He still consults and is a contributing editor to several technical magazines. And Dave is here today to talk about strategy-based diagnostics. He has a lot of thoughts on the topic, and we thought it would be great to share with our audience. Dave, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tony. It's good to be here. I'm glad you could make it. You know, as automotive technology advances, the need for good diagnostic strategies continues to grow. I thought this was a great topic. And having a solid foundation in the vehicle diagnostics process is a critical skill set these days, not just for our existing technician workforce, but particularly for the next generation of technicians entering the industry. What I'd like to do in this episode is begin by exploring several diagnostic concepts that you and I had discussed, such as strategy-based and and differential diagnostics, and share some important information on how to approach the problem-solving portion of a repair. I know you also have a couple of real-life examples that we'll get to, but before we get into it, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your background? Well, Tony, I started in the automotive industry back in 1975. Started as an apprentice and actually started with on-the-job training right off the bat and then went into schools after that. Through the years, I worked at various different dealerships. And then finally, in 1989, I opened my own business, Dave's Import Service. We specialized in import vehicles at the time. And then all along about probably, I'd say the 90s, you know, so many vehicles became somewhat what I would call homogenized. We're all borrowing some technology from the imports. And so we began to service all makes and models at Dave's Import Service. I've been a certified master tech for, I'm sure, well over 30 years and have fairly level experience with all different makes and models. So you're still engaged in the industry. I know you're retired, but you're consulting for your former business as well, aren't you? Correct. I consult with Dave's Import Service, not only the business end of things. My head technician actually purchased the business. He's doing a fine job of running it. But as we all know, running a business is, in this day and age is ever-changing. And so on a regular basis, I consult with him, whether it's you know, in technical matters or business on the business side of things. I know you have a lot to share. And I guess the best place to start is an explanation of the growing need for this type of knowledge in the service bay. I know young techs sometimes don't come out of school with a lot of how-to knowledge in this area. And since employers typically use their most experienced techs on the tougher diagnostic challenges, it takes them a while, I guess, to to build up. And let's start there. What should a shop owner be doing to develop and prepare their younger or entry-level technicians in the area of diagnostic skills? Any thoughts on that? Well, you know, Tony, um, you mentioned the need for it. And different technical schools have a different capability of teaching the young techs this strategy-based diagnostics. And so the particular community college that we were able to get our techs from mostly just did not have the time or the resources to spend a lot of time on diagnostics. 
you know, you got a, a, a class of students that they, they prepare them a lot with, you know, how to knowledge, they, they can change a thermostat, they can change a starter, they, they you know, they go in and they, they do a lot of hands on stuff, but they really a lot of times they don't get to spend enough time on a problem that comes into the shop, and they have to figure out what's wrong with the problem. So as a shop owner, we have found that we have to not only keep sending our techs, whether they're, they've been a tech for 20 years or they're an, an apprentice, they need to be going to training constantly so that they can hone those skills. As a shop owner, we like to start by giving our younger techs a simple diagnosis so that you know they can't get themselves too deep in trouble. And so uh, that's one of the ways we do it. The other thing that we do is what we did in our shop was when we sent a young tech to a training seminar, one of the things he had to do when he got back was he had to teach the rest of the shop what he learned. So we would have a sit down in our, our we had a little break room and we would spend a night or two after work. Sometimes we'd have a catered lunch and he would uh, have to teach us as technicians and shop owners, uh, what he learned in that training. Well, that's a great idea, a train the trainer kind of situation, but it puts the younger tech in a position of sharing his knowledge with perhaps more experienced technicians. I think that's a great way to, to develop a culture uh, between the two. What do you think? Yeah, it definitely does. It puts some credibility to what they're, they do, and it also makes them really pay attention in class. As you know, sometimes some of those classes can be a snoozer. And so it really forces them, hey, I got to come back to the shop with some good information here or I'm going to be in trouble. So, you know, it puts uh, skin in the game for them. We'll return to our interview after this word from our sponsor. Automotive Tech Info provides professional technicians with a regular diet of repair information on BMW, Mercedes-Benz, Nissan, Toyota, Volvo, Volkswagen, Audi, Porsche, and more. It's free access to technical knowledge and insight from professional technicians for professional technicians. Simply register at www.automotivetechinfo.com to gain access to our database of technical wisdom that is easy to use and searchable by keyword, vehicle manufacturer, or publish date. It's a convenient technical resource to keep you ahead of what's coming into your shop every day. For more information, visit our website at automotivetechinfo.com. And now back to our interview. Let's talk about the heart of the topic here, uh, diagnostic strategies. I know when you and I had discussed this in advance, we, you had mentioned strategy-based diagnostics and something called differential diagnosis. What's the difference between the two? Let's start with what is strategy-based diagnostics and, and why is it useful? Well, strategy-based diagnostics basically is where a, a technician will combine his experience and sometimes, the, you know, we've talked about that. There's various levels of experience, but you're going to combine that with system knowledge, some observations and some test data, along with your, say, your manufacturer literature to develop some theories. And then you've got to prove or disprove each one. And so di differential diagnostics, not to be confused with drivetrain diagnostics, is just a part of that. Well, actually, you're describing a pretty good basis for developing good diagnostic skills here. I know a lot of the training programs, the CTE programs that I've been affiliated with 
are generally moving along. I know the best ones are very well equipped. The students do learn a lot about how to handle some of the equipment that they run into. But you're describing a situation of, of how do you interpret what that equipment is telling you, right? Exactly. And I've always taken a systematic approach to diagnosis. It's logical. Everybody does it. But what are some of the just the basic skill sets of where you start when it comes to interpreting what you're seeing? How do you take that information that the equipment is, is giving you, the scan tools or whatever, and turn it into what do I do next? Well, ideally, and whenever you talk about strategy-based diagnostics, and maybe I should start with, you know, this, is, this term is credited with being originated with General Motors training. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's a pretty widespread knowledge-based way to, to go about diagnosing and repairing automobiles today. But always, always the very first start in any strategy-based diagnostics is verifying the complaint. If you skip this step, you're going to be chasing your tail trying to fix a problem different than what exists in the vehicle or maybe doesn't exist at all and is actually normal operation. So the really very most important first step would be to verify the customer's complaint or the service writer's complaint as he interprets it. So you really need to you know, understand and, and verify the areas of concern. You need to obtain as much information as possible from the customer. Now, that's going to be your service writer's job, but sometimes the technician needs to ask the service writer these questions. And you should be familiar with the normal operation of the system. You should know what is the proper operation of this system to begin with to know whether the complaint is actually verifiable or not. You know, it seems such an obvious thing to do, but I've often been amazed at how often we skip the basics. And as you said, get ourselves in real trouble trying to diagnose something that is normal operation in this particular model. <laughs> right. I can remember you've had some uh, podcasts on ADAS, and I can remember when Mercedes first came out with their cruise control that had the automatic braking. And we had a complaint from a customer that his cruise control would shut off automatically at times. And sometimes even the brakes would be applied. And of course, we all know now that's that is normal operation. There's a sensors in the front of the car, and they were getting too close to another vehicle, and the the cruise control will shut itself off, and then eventually, if you get too close, the, the brakes will apply. Yeah, that's part of that advanced technology that we're all going to be dealing with, and that's one of the reasons we're doing these podcasts. Actually, is to try to develop everyone's knowledge about what's next. I remember a time when anti-lock brakes were something that you only found on aircraft. And then on just luxury cars, and now they're everywhere, of course, as with stability control and all these advanced technologies that have been, you know, enabled by the use of, of computer technology. And again, anytime computers are involved, we're talking about diagnostics. Dave, this has been a great start, and I'll look forward to talking with you next time. Yes, I'd love to, Tony. Thank you. We've been talking with Dave Fashuto on the topic of strategy-based diagnostics. Join us for our next episode, where we'll continue our discussion on how to improve your diagnostic skills. I'm Tony Mala, and thanks for listening.